0: Hello, you're listening to No Limits, a PlayStation podcast, and on this episode, God of War Ragnarok spoilers are unfortunately existing, and Naughty Dog is working on a new game in a collaboration with a new studio on a beloved franchise, and I'm talking too much, so let's hit the intro, yeah, woo. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Taylor, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brianna and Ethan. That's right. I guess I'm calling him Ethan now. You're listening to No Limits, a PlayStation podcast. <laughs> Remember, you can find the video version of this podcast over on YouTube.com slash media every Tuesday. And while you're over there, make sure to subscribe to the channel. If you'd rather listen on audio, we're on all your favorite podcast services and would love it if you would leave this review. It helps us grow, and we would love any feedback. And if you want to support us and get early access to all Save the Game media content, head over to patreon.com slash save the game media, all one word. And choose the tier that's right for you. Just like our current patrons did. Bucky Blue, Hopple, Alpaca Tom, S.A.Z., Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's Mom, Brianna's Brother, Brianna's Wife, Brianna's French Press, Amon, Anna Hudak, Nikolai at Night, Cypher Primus, and Brendan Myers. So please go over to patreon.com. Wait, slash and Marcus O'Neill. Again. Check. All right. We forgot. Marcus <laughs> O'Neill is our newest patron. Thank you so much, Ethan. I'm of putting course. it in our show notes right now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marcus. And speaking of Marcus, this year, actually, at the time of this recording, less than a week, we will be, or I will be in Rome, New York with Kevin Ainsworth. And we will be raising money to... For the children's care miracle network to help raise money for kids suffering from um, unique ailments for their lives and this year we're dedicating our extra life sorry and it's a video game marathon so we're going to be playing games 24 hours raising money for the kids and this year we are dedicating our extra life fundraising efforts to one of the strongest bravest bravest kids we know miles o'neill miles is marcus o'neill's our newest patrons his son Miles has Pfeiffer's syndrome, which is a rare genetic disease that mostly affects the development of the bones in his head and face. Since birth, he's required several surgeries and regular visits with his team of specialists, from neurosurgeons to respirologists to speech-language pathologists and more. Without hospitals like the Stollery Children's Hospital in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Miles wouldn't get the care he needs to reach his full potential. So Miles is just one of the many kids across this care network across the United States and Canada, who benefits from this fundraising we're going to do so it's really special it's going to be a lot of games going to be a lot of food it's going to be a great time and ethan's already guaranteed coming in 2023 so we're going to be glad to have him next year wait are you guaranteed <laughs> ethan
1: i don't know where i'm going to be in 2020 oh all
0: right never mind i guess please i'm um, going
1: to do everything in my power to go that's all right thanks what that's his life plan. circumstances
0: permitting he'll try yes, to go exactly awesome. <laughs> and Bree, you'll be mm-hmm. out there one day I will Nick definitely try
2: to go again. I'm kind of in the same place. Well, I'm in a like slightly different place from Ethan, but like I don't know where I'm going to be this time next year. I could be in Utah. I could be in Ca- I could be in California. I mean, I don't think I'll be in California, but I could be. I could be in Washington. I don't know where I'll be, so I guess we'll see.
0: Right. All right. Fair enough.
2: Could be in so, Japan. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, and we're in Japan, yeah. And one more thing about Extra Life. So we're going to be collaborating with Everyone at Carpool Gaming, the trophy room, and, of course, Save the Game Media. So please consider donating and support of Miles and kids like him at extra-life.org slash participant slash save the carpool trophy. All one word. And save the carpool trophy is all one word. And you can find the URL in the show notes. So, yeah. And one more comment I wanted to say is you'll notice Ethan is here again with us sam has some life circumstances that he needs to be dealing with right now so sam won't be with no limits for the next few months he's he's got scheduled to come back um early 2023 in the new year but for now it's going to be me brie and I'm trying to rhyme ethan capri <laughs> no, <let's> no. <laughs> but we will be with us for the foreseeable future yes the um, x-bots are infecting That's yeah fine. and just
2: to be clear like <laughs> sam's okay like
0: with. Sam's okay, sorry. Yeah. Sam's okay.
2: Yeah, like fine. everything's okay. It's fine. just that he needs for personal circumstances to take a step away from yeah. like mm-hmm. content and deal with like what 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 he needs to deal with so that way he can be okay and yeah. come back and party with us.
0: Right. He's learning to use his British accent when he's not on the show. He's just trying to mm-hmm. make sure he remembers to use it when he's not on the show. So, mm-hmm. That's that's why he's taking this it's time. It's serious time.
2: training. Yeah. Got to get through.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dragon Ball type training. Yeah. Mhm. Um, but can you
2: yell in an accent like not like yelling words but like when you scream like ah, like how dragon ball does can you tell
0: i don't know I wow, that was a so. british scream <laughs> i think so i think you could tell
2: okay i'm just checking because that's what the dragon ball thing meant in my head
0: oh, i was thinking about the training scenes not <laughs> screaming
2: oh okay <laughs> i just associate that show with like screaming basically that's or- lots of
0: screaming and with fire <laughs> it's <hair laughs> a good everywhere. five minutes in or a- where he's just Nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. What you guys been playing?
2: Ethan, you wanna go first?
0: Sure, I can
1: go first. Uh I finished up New Tales of the Borderlands. Ooh. Um, I had a really good time with it. Uh fun little narrative adventure. Um so you can get different endings in it i don't know if i got the i guess i got the good ending some people died i'll just say that um but i don't think there's as many endings as like an As dust falls or anything like that but it was a good time the comedy really hit for me um i talked more of it at length on thursday um so if you want to hear like my full full thoughts on it you can check that out but i do want to talk about a new game that i've been playing and that is call of duty modern warfare 2 um i'm jumping back into it Ooh. um I played through probably half the campaign now, and I played a decent chunk, probably like 20 matches on uh, multiplayer, f- multiple game types. Um, so the multiplayer is a blast. It's just your traditional Call of Duty. Um, the, you have all your classic game types there, like Kill Confirm, Team Deathmatch, all that stuff. But they also have Ground War, which I think it's new. I didn't play a lot of Cold War or Vanguard, but I think Ground War is new, which is basically like a battlefield clone. Really big maps, 32v32. You can spawn on your teammates. You can spawn at different checkpoints and all that stuff. Um, so me, Garrett, G, um, we've been playing a lot, a couple of his buddies, and uh, we've just been having a great time with that. Um, the gunplay is fantastic. I really like the different maps. Um, so far, I haven't seen any original maps from Modern Warfare 2, so I think this is a full-on reimagining of the original Modern Warfare 2, so don't expect any of the same stuff from the original game. Uh, But the campaign... uh, The campaign's one of the best Call of Duty campaigns I've played in a very long time. It's extremely cinematic. Um, The missions are there's a good variety of missions they're so exciting there's stealth missions there's vehicle missions there's crazy chaos missions there's sniping missions overwatch missions like in the AC-130 and it's just really really fun basically quick synopsis of the storyline is you have this guy named Hassan who's part of the Quds Force in Iran um, and he's smuggling mobile missile systems into Mexico to smuggle across the border into the United States and target cities in the United States. And so you're the classic characters, Soap, Price, Ghost, you know, all those lovable characters that we love from the original Modern Warfare games. Um, And your whole job is to stop them. You work with Mexican Special Forces, Task Force 141, all these awesome different things. Um, I'm only halfway through it. um, So I'm really excited to jump back into it after this whole day of content. Well, I might not even be able to play it today. Ah, uh, but at least tomorrow. um but yeah, this is definitely the best call of duty campaign I played in a very long time. Super amazing, loving it.
0: That's awesome. Um, I actually haven't played m w two yet, but like I actually haven't played any cod campaign before. Mm. And I'm saying that wait because... before period. Nope and a lot of oh. the modern warfare hype like mw2 hype, has me really interested because like i love a good campaign i love these yeah. like six to twenty hour narrative experiences one of the reasons i gravitated towards playstation growing up um like it's just a type of game that type of gaming experience that really connects with me so i didn't want to spend seventy dollars on M- mw2 and i wanted to wait for a sale to get that because i don't play the mm-hmm. campaign i don't think i played much in the multiplayer. So what I did is, all right, what if I go back and play some of the older CODs for the first time, COD campaigns? And what I found was the PC pricing for them suck, okay? It's just really bad. But yeah. the PlayStation 4 secondhand copies come in clutch from the majority of the COD campaigns. So mm-hmm. what I bought, I actually did buy this. It's it was, I brought it new for $24 on Amazon the double pack of Infinite Warfare and Modern Warfare campaign remastered, oh, wow. <laughs> EOG. So nice. I'm going to play Modern Warfare remastered as my first COD campaign, and then I'm going to play Infinite Warfare. People say if you like Titanfall 2, you like Infinite Warfare. I love Titanfall 2's campaign, so I'm excited to get in that series. But other than those, I I hesitated on getting into them because I wanted to wait until they just flooded into Game Pass after the Activision um, acquisition went through. But I, I had an itch, so... Those will be coming in. I'll be excited to play those at some point in the future before the uh, acquisition goes through just to tide myself over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that's really awesome about this campaign and why it hooks you so well is that all of the missions are kind of flowing in with each other. It's not like other Call of Duties where there's different characters. Like you're playing this Russian that's in Stalingrad and then you're playing this... Uh, American that's invading Europe or something like that during World War II. It's really like you can tell everybody from this world is working together to stop this one attack from happening on the United States. And it's just communications between the different characters. Some other characters link up and do missions together. And I mean, you to start every mission, you just get so hype. I think I played until like two in the morning last night because I just couldn't stop playing. Like I got to a point where I was like, okay. I'm done after this mission. And then I watched the cutscene, and I was going to pause it, leave it on quick resume, go to bed. And then all of a sudden I'm in a helicopter. I got people in dirt bikes, like flying past me. I got people in technicals and everything with their 50 cal mounts. And one second. Alarm, alarm. (laughs) I don't know why I have an alarm. I have not heard that
2: alarm. Forever. (laughs) That sound was so weirdly. (laughs) Keeping
1: it in. I don't, I don't, I don't know why I have an alarm set for 1230, but I do. Um, But anyways, um, yeah, all the missions start really, really on an exciting note that get you like, okay, I got to start this mission off and get going. Um, And it's just a constant flow of fun. I think one of the most fun things about this game is the hyper realism of building clearing. Like uh, there's one mission where you're playing Mexican special forces and you're tracking Hassan. He's trying to get over the border into the United States, into Texas, right? And he succeeds. He jumps over the wall. uh, They throw a ladder over the border wall. And you, as the Mexican special forces are like, we have to go into American jurisdiction. We cannot let this guy go away. And this is bad. And then the CIA handler you have is like, you have no support here. This is not your jurisdiction. You need to stay in Mexico. And they're like, we're not letting this guy get away. So you climb over the border fence and you start going door to door in an American suburb as Mexican special forces clearing this house and everything. And it's just so hyper realistic and exciting. And like you're you're like holding your breath the whole time because around any corner, one of these cartel members could just come out of nowhere and shoot. you. It's absolutely insane. I'm loving it. Yeah, I really recommend this for people who maybe have fallen off of Call of Duty in the recent decades you know a lot of people have been like uh whatever i don't care anymore because the yearly releases and things seem forced and rushed but this is a really proper campaign that you can tell they took a lot of time and effort into making so it's really exciting
0: that's awesome
2: i have never touched call of duty in my life never never even Never even like that's I've rare never to find somebody it.
1: that's oh, wow. never touched Call of Duty. The only COD
0: game I played was Black Ops 1, and I only did Nuketown against bots, and that's my only experience <laughs> with the game.
1: The only
2: like similar experience is, um, we used to have like LAN Halo parties in the band room,
1: uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that
2: is the closest experience I've ever gotten, and I know they're not the same thing, but that's like the closest I've ever gotten to it, yeah. But
1: you're not a fan so. of first person shooters, right.
2: just really bad at them and it's embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) i will tell you the campaign the
1: easy mode it's a breeze i'm not i'm Mm -hmm. playing on regular but i tried out easy to see what it was like and it was a little too easy for me so i mean if you want that cinematic experience and it goes on sale or something maybe because it's really not that difficult online Mm -hmm. though the barrier for entry is nuts like people are out there wild and and on xbox you cannot turn off crossplay. is a PlayStation exclusive. So you're playing with PC players, and they are much better. Wait, God. Wait,
0: turning off crossplay yes. is a
1: PlayStation... Yes. Turning off cross-play is a
0: PlayStation exclusive feature.
1: Yes. If you're playing on Xbox, you cannot, through the menus, turn off cross What you can do is go into your Xbox settings and set it to only play with people on Xbox Live, which okay. I don't think that necessarily gets rid of the pc players because yeah, you can still that's play live
2: yeah right
1: um but it can get rid of the playstation players which that's not the people i want to get rid of i'm trying to let li- just play against console players because all pc right. is just objectively the better way to play first person right. like yeah. but on yeah. playstation you can go into the settings in the game and to toggle cross play for anything you want turn off xbox players turn off pc players all that i don't know yeah. what that's about there's a weird deal going on there it's weird weird I
2: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, one cool. of these times I'll have to stream like Valorant so you guys can or or Overwatch too. So you guys oh, can like God, really 2. see like how bad I am at first person shooters and you guys hard. will be like wow <laughs> Brianna <Okay. laughs> That's, <fine. laughs> That's bad.
0: How's I mean, the um <laughs> how's the Go performance, ahead. Ethan? I've heard mixed things about the MWD's performance, at least on campaign.
1: So on the campaign when you're in gameplay and in like gameplay cutscenes, it's fine. I'm not getting any chugs or anything like that when they're in the cinematics where it's not like within the game engine, there are times where it chugs a little bit, but when it's working, it's stunningly beautiful. I mean, it's really, really great. The facial animations, the, the dialogue, all the, the lighting and everything. It's really beautiful, but it will chug during cinematics, but it'll be very quick. It's not that bad.
0: Okay. Gotcha. And it's target 60 FPS. I assume. Oh, sorry.
2: Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You just said okay, so I was saying okay. okay. <laughs> that was the right. reply. Rory, what have you been playing? Um. Okay. So I've been playing a couple things. Um. So I've been playing God of War to try and catch up. Again, that's going up exclusively on mean? my YouTube. What I'm you not watching them. Wait.
0: Well, wait. Sorry. But you never finished it, did you? I did. You did. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. I did, but
2: like catch up is in like I just want to like get the story. Write the
0: story. Okay. Yeah.
2: So that way I can like. Like have that like in my in my brain to get into Ragnarok, and I have good news. I just received the approval for requesting the ninth and tenth off of November, so Ooh. I have two full days off to play this game. I don't think I'll beat it in those two days because I have the attention span of a goldfish.
1: It's a forty-hour game, yeah.
2: But but I do have those days off, so that way I can like at least get a jump start on the game and. Um, hopefully get like halfway through or something yeah, like that I'm,
0: i won't have time to play n- until thanksgiving break or play much of it until thanksgiving break i should say i
2: am gonna have to blast through it because i you you know that there's going to be i don't want to name any names here but somebody's gonna get through it in one day even though it's literally impossible um and gonna want to do the review like two days after it comes out
0: kevin <laughs> it's kevin we're naming names it is kevin <laughs>
2: Kevin. Anyways, so yeah, so that I was playing a little bit of God War. Um, that's not really my focus right now. I did like a Halloween stream week thing, so I've been playing scary games. Um, I, I, I beat. I yes, beat the medium. yes. yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes, <laughs> I beat the medium. So um, sorry for
0: audio listeners. She has a plushie of the of a beat. Yeah, yes. it's coming out. It's a root.
2: It's a root.
0: A root, Root. the root, what is it? A tuber, a tuber is that what they're
1: called?
2: No, why would you say that word
0: to me? The V tuber, V tuber, and it's a root and it's a beat. Um, anyway,
2: no, so I I beat the medium. Um, all three parts are up on my YouTube. Um, I scared myself more than the game was actually scary, yeah. Where I would, I would like hear a noise in the background, and I have to pause and be like, oh my god, I'm so scared. and then i'd go out of the room and there would be nothing there (laughs) so i it was like a lot more like i just scared myself um but it was a really good game i hate the camera i hate the camera with all of my heart Mm. (laughs) the camera is garbage the movement is garbage that's a comic i understand i understand what they're doing with it i really truly do i understand it's so annoying like whatever you were trying to accomplish like cinematically with that camera was lost in the gameplay like beat by beat because you can't see where the monster is especially in those stealth sections like you can't see where it is and it's like how am i supposed to hide from this thing if i can't even see where it can see me and and then it would grab you and it would just be like annoying because it's like what do you want from me like i can't even see that it's there like Oh, That part really bugged me, but I did yeah. like just on a surface level really enjoyed the game. The ending was super interesting. Um, I want to talk to Sam about like the mental health stuff that's like the underlying message because I think I missed a lot of that message because I was just very surface level playing the game. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would say it was like a good game if you can get past the stupid freaking camera. Um, no. Go ahead.
1: Now there's not a lot of jump scares, but I gotta ask you about the one that got me really good. It's you're looking through like a crack or something at like a <gasps> bathtub filled with blood, and something oh, comes yeah. up.
2: Oh God, that scared me!
1: And you never see whatever that thing is again. Nope. like you don't know what that is or no.
2: Nope, it was just how pure did you jump react scare. To that? Yeah, I did not react well. I did not react well. <laughs> so I was very upset. <laughs> And I was like, I had to go in there. One. Now, are you kidding me? It's going to be in the tub. Like that's what I'm talking about. I was like where I scare myself. Is I was like, where could it have gone? It has to be in the tub. I'm going to reach yeah. in the tub. It's going to grab me. So I was like freaking out. And then like nothing else happens with it. But man, I really yeah. I, that part was like that didn't scare me pretty good. <laughs> um, too good. I've been freaking scared. So the other thing that I've been playing. So wait, I touched Alan Wake the remaster. I got really mad at it and I stopped playing. That's like the first game I've DNF'd in a very long time. Um, (laughs) And that game is a DNF for me. I was very upset about it. Hated Um, it. Why? The combat. um, The game is so like charming and cheesy. And I really love like this weird like detective beat with like the overlying story where he's like an author that's living in his book. Like I really loved like all of that cheesiness and like the horror aspect where it's, like, it feels, like, very, like, B-horror film, Um, the combat is garbage to the point where it's unplayable because you get surrounded by these enemies, and I can't get away from them because they run faster than you, and so you have to kill them, but they're very difficult to kill because they just run at you so quickly, and so I just was dying over and over and over again, and I got so mad. I got so mad at the game. I was like literally on the stream. I was like, okay, we're done there. I'm not playing this game anymore. I'll see <laughs> you guys tomorrow. Um, when I pick up village, third f- person, I'm, I'm out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm out, dude. Like it was so frustrating. And I was both um, third
0: person.
1: Yes. Tell village me about third this, person. please. I'm so excited.
2: It is bizarre.
1: Oh, bizarre.
2: <laughs> not in a bad way. It is. I I have played through the entire game in first person. Like I've played through this game. This is my second full playthrough. I love this game. Um, it is bizarre. Um there's a couple of things that I don't like about like so for the cutscenes when you go into a cutscene they morph you into first person they like move you back into first person so you can experience the cutscene in first person and then they move you back out it's a very like bizarre like in and out experience um I don't enjoy that Um, You can't see Ethan's face like whenever you turn the camera he turns away and I knew that was going to be a thing because they kind of talked about it where they're like oh well like we don't really want you to see his face because he doesn't like he doesn't really have like a a look or whatever and I'm like that's so that's such a weird hill to die on just give him a face like (laughs) like anyway so yeah so that's kind of weird but other than that I would say I'm I'm actually I'm almost more scared I stopped and I, I actually stopped on purpose I got into the castle um lady Damatresk's castle um and i stopped there so that way if you wanted taylor <laughs> i can tell you like when i'm going to be like i can give you that like playthrough i was like all right i'm gonna tell taylor that i'm gonna get in the castle tomorrow i'm gonna stop here <laughs>
0: um
2: and so yeah so i stopped there last night um but i'm very scared because i have a feeling that the monsters being able to see them coming is going to be more scary than like playing in first person because in first person you know they're there but like you can't see them but i feel like knowing that like because you can like in third person you'll be able to see that they're right there and i'm really scared particularly of the dollhouse um
1: oh yeah i'm very scared to
2: see that thing chasing me um because i was barely handling it as it is
1: (laughs) I was going to so, say something along the lines of third person's usually not that scary for me, but then I have... thought of The Last of Us and I'm like, you know what? Never mind. I retract. That. Well, but that's <laughs> yeah.
0: too neat yeah. me because you're not, you have a phobia of zombies. That's true. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they're kind of they zombies. did say that like third forward. person
2: is supposed to be like, it's intended to be a less scary mm-hmm. mode of the game, but. I personally, like, I understand why it's less scary. It's because you're, like, not, like, experiencing it the same way as if you were the person. Mm-hmm. But I'm really scared to see those monsters chasing me. Because yeah. it's, like, I can't get away kind of thing. But, yeah, I'm enjoying the game. I'm enjoying not being constantly motion sick. Um, mm. Getting in and out of the first person is actually making me kind of sick. Because it's, like, like the way the camera moves. It's very disorienting. Um, but it's nice not playing the entire game just being constantly motion sick um so yeah would recommend so far and i'm really excited to play shadows of rose
1: yes i was going to ask have you jumped into the actual dlc content part or are you going to do a full replay then do the okay you can just jump into the dlc part right because i personally hidden
2: in a weird way Okay. Um. But yes, you can just jump into the okay, DLC. Okay,
1: good. Yeah, because I wasn't trying to do a full replay. It's too busy. Too busy. Yeah, I don't even
2: think that they're intending to hide it, but it's like in the extras. It's like where you find like the mercenaries mm. thing. Okay. And it's not obvious that the DLC is there.
1: Mm, okay.
2: The other thing that kind of bugs me is like, I feel like they're wrapping all of the DLC because it was 20 bucks for the DLC. And I feel like they could have easily just been like, it's $5 for mercenaries, $15 for yeah. like, because I don't care about mercenaries and I understand what they're trying to do same where they're like, thing. you just like, we're making people try it. um, But I just don't want it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I think that you're right. Is they're trying to force people to at least try it and maybe get hooked on it so they could play the game longer. But yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the same boat. I don't want any of the other stuff. I just wanted the, mm-hmm. the expansion for the single player content, but
2: yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. And I truly love this game that the dialogue is disgustingly cheesy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like, please, somebody retranslate or redo the dialogue. It's so bad. <laughs> but like, other than that, like, it's like, I really do love the gameplay loop of this game where you kind of are alone in this village and exploring and surviving. And I love the Duke. I know yeah, that's like a controversial <laughs> thing, but I love the Duke.
0: He's so. great.
2: Yeah, Awesome. What have you been playing, Taylor?
0: Uh, not much. There's a lot of life stuff I had to tend to over the past week. Been pretty stressful, but uh, just some Smash here, Ultimate here and there when I had time. But I didn't have enough time to like sit down and dedicate myself to like, yeah, I'm going to play this for like an hour. I want to resume my Ghost of Tsushima played from almost an act two. I almost uh, deleted
2: Ghost of Tsushima because I was like, "I'm not gonna play this," right? And then I was like, "No, I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna leave it." <laughs> oh,
1: I didn't know you never played Ghost of Tsushima. No,
2: I have. I haven't beat it. Oh, okay. Because I was I stupid. <laughs> I made a beeline till so I I completed like the uh, part yeah. one. Yeah. I I I I like almost like 100 percent it. Like the first part, you can't literally 100 percent it until the whole island unlocks or the whole like area unlocks for part two um because there's just some stuff you can't just do in that first area but i did everything like i got all of the quests everything that was mm-hmm. on the map i finished i unlocked the entire map i did everything i was like all right i'm so ready for part two let's go we go we get to part two and i beeline for Iki island and the game warned me and i didn't like understand <laughs> yeah. the warning but it was like hey just as a heads up you can't come back from Iki island until it's done and i was like oh that's fine it can't be that long
1: <laughs>
2: it is so long yeah don't go.
1: <laughs> I loved Ghost. I know life that game so hard. Like yeah. it was bad. And I, I did a 100 percent completion of the base game. I got oh, the platinum, so but I, I gotta go to Iki Island eventually and, and get started on that.
2: Eki Island is is a fantastic experience. Like I don't want to make it sound like I'm not having a great time. It's just like more of the game. I just wasn't ready for because I didn't know that was the DLC. I just thought it was right. like a side area. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'll just complete the side area, I'll come back, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um it's the DLC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: dumb. <laughs> it's okay.
0: Oh good. Go All right, so with that said, in our lengthy intro. Let's get into the we're news. just having fun. Yeah. yeah we no, I'm not saying it was bad. Just a matter of fact. Um, just a reminder, guys, that unfortunately God or Ragnarok has spoilers are everywhere around the internet. They're-
2: everywhere
0: Co- copies have gotten out some retailers have released copies to the public earlier than they were supposed to reviewers have the game for the early november embargo already they've had it for at least over a week now so information and footage of this game is traveling around online i got very minorly spoiled just um, like
2: today. just genuinely stay away
0: like there's something i expected to happen in ragnarok but i wish it didn't have the confirmation until i saw it from a tweet and i'm like to need to know that for sure Um, yeah the thing
2: is is like the the things that people are being nasty with the spoilers too because they're not just like oh this is like a small piece that's like you know in the game or whatever it's like people are like fully talking about the story um and like shouldn't be And so it's like, just be very, very careful if you see anything. I mean, if you don't care about spoilers, I know, I understand some people just don't care about spoilers and it's more about like the experience of the game. That's what matters or like the journey that matters. I understand that. But if you're worried about spoilers, like I just wanted to make this note because as we get closer, it's going to get worse. So if you hear or see anything that says God of War, G-O-W, Ragnarok, anything like that, literally run, like scroll hide, dive away, close the app, run away, (laughs) whatever it is.
1: Yeah, I guarantee you like November 7th and 8th, the entire storyline is going to be online somewhere. So yeah, Yeah. just delete your Twitter. That's a good start. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Who (laughs) does that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, with that said, let's get into the first official story of the show, which is Naughty Dog is working on a new game with PSS Visual Arts, and it is not a new IP. So a job listing, so AKA it's from a franchise that's preexisting. A job listing from PlayStation Global for a senior producer position was listed for a quote, new internal game development team for this new team. That's a collaboration between Naughty Dog and PSS Visual Arts. And a summer 2023 internship description about the new studio reads quote, we are a new PlayStation studio based in San Diego. Our team seeks to impact sony interactive entertainment positively by inspiring the thoughts and emotions of players worldwide through an amazing gaming experience currently we are co-developing co-developing an exciting new project with naughty dog in a beloved franchise end quote and naughty dog tweeted about it confirming it was not a new ip for further affirmation so yeah they're we're working on something that's not new
2: I have the list of, like, all of their games. So we're talking, like, the games that they have right now. So we have Last of Us. I don't wait, think wait. we're going to get any Last have, of Us.
0: It doesn't have to be an original Naughty Dog game, though.
2: It's not. A, it
0: It doesn't so have to be. Right? the that...
2: Visual Arts was just formed. So they right. don't have any IP to pull but from. I'm
0: saying the IP that they're developing doesn't have to be originally developed by Naughty Dog from the past.
2: So you're saying that they're pulling an IP from another PlayStation studio?
0: I'm saying from PlayStation's past, maybe it doesn't yeah, have. Yeah, so they're to pulling
2: be. something else from Shadow PlayStation. Of
0: Colossus. Uh... Now we have a remake, <laughs> Can you imagine? we already have a remake uh... of that game from Blue 2014.
1: Point. Oh, because okay. Sony's so above making.
0: Remakes. Twenty. That was twenty eighteen.
2: I just don't think. Okay, so in terms of like the caliber of Naughty Dog, I don't. Okay, so okay, this is hard because like. My heart and my soul wants it to be Jack and Daxter. Because we're talking, like, their main... Okay, if we're pulling from Naughty Dog IPs, there's Crash, there's Jack and Daxter, and there's The Last of Us and Nathan Drake of our Uncharted. Um, They have older games that I just saw that I... Do you know they have a game called Math Jam from 1985?
1: Yeah, they started with, like, educational games. Yeah, anyways, that that
2: threw me through a loop. I was like, I don't think it's that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... I, I'm gonna say it's it's not gonna be Last of Us. They're working on the multiplayer game, and I don't think that they're gonna be working on right. any other Last of Us. I would be shocked if we ever get a Last of Us three. Um, I don't think it would be the most shocking news, but I don't think we're gonna see any more Last of Us. I could be wrong.
0: Oh yeah, we will because it makes money.
2: Yeah, but like the creators just don't want. They want the experience to be done. Yeah. You know, they want the story to be complete. The right. So writers you'll find do. new
0: creators if, <laughs> like, they, they, they will make sure that <laughs> that he, would be true
2: that would be rude i mean we know that uncharted is not done um we know that uncharted is supposed to come back but it's not going to be nathan drake theoretically
0: it might be his daughter
2: it could be his daughter it could be other side characters it could be (laughs) a lot of things um so that could be it but I don't think it's going to be crash because they've already handed crash off to somebody else. But we haven't seen Jack and Daxter in a very long time. You can play Jack and Daxter. They did like fix it so that way you could play it on the PlayStation 4 and 5 um, through PlayStation Extra. I think it's the extra tier, right? It's not the premium tier, I don't think. I think it's no, extra. If it's
0: in no, if it's in premium, you have if you have the premium tier, you have access to everything from extra and essential
2: yeah but i'm saying i think it's extra like is where you get it i don't think you need premium oh
0: okay i'm not sure
2: i i, I could actually i think one of the three games is, anyways it doesn't matter so my thought and hopes and dreams are that this is jack like please i don't think naughty dog would work on jack again i bet they would hand it off to somebody else but god please i just want this to be jack and baxter please please what do you guys think
1: yeah, I, I think there's still a lot of unknowns in this because, you know, it's not specified if this is going to be a single player project or another multiplayer project. Is it going to be a remaster or a remake of one of their older games? That's also a possibility. We just don't know. Could it be a, a remaster or a remake of the original Uncharted games or the original Jack and Daxter games? I'm with you, Brianna, that I would love to see a Jack and Daxter because oh, I think... Please. I think we need more platformers on PlayStation. I know we have Ratchet and Clank recently, but I, I'm a huge fan of platformers and I would God. love to see some more on the platform. Um, no pun intended. I, I just but.
2: I just remember like like cause Jack One and Two are like they're not I don't want to say they're like light games, mm-hmm. but they're like they're almost like children's games and then Jack Three got so dark, you yeah. know? And I just, I just want that experience again, please. <laughs>
1: the the language though that this studio is saying, where it's going to be inspiring the thoughts and emotions of play, it, it sounds a lot like a a game that's going to be like a traditional Sony first party game where it's cinematic and it's big and it's great. So that's Uncharted. why I'm that's why I'm drifting towards Uncharted for this. Yeah. And again, it could be a remaster of uncharted one we don't know we just had the legacy of thieves collection i know which has sort so. of all of the games I, I i'm not super familiar Is legacy of thieves like all the games wrapped into one so there's one or bundle there... i
2: don't remember which one it is there's one bundle that's one through three and then there's one bundle that's one through four and i don't know okay. which is which
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but either way um i i would love to see some new uncharted because i want an excuse to go back and play all the old games Legacy um, of Thieves collection legacy is all, thieves, four. Yeah. all four. Lost Legacy
2: is one through
1: three. Yeah. Um, but I would like an excuse to go and play all the Uncharted because that's one of Sony's properties that I've never personally interacted with. Um, I've been working through a ton of first party Sony games since oh, wait, I got my PlayStation. 5, lost Legacy
0: but... is no, that's a not different one, thing. Three. Nathan Drake collection is one through three. Lost yeah, legacy is a go. spinoff from Uncharted Four. Uncharted there four and lost legacy are part of the Legacy of Thank Thieves you. Are, are the Legacy <laughs> of Thieves collection. It's two games. Nathan Drake collection is the first three Uncharted games.
2: Oh God, yeah. that's a mess.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I just want to misinform listeners. <laughs> yeah, um, but
1: yeah, really cool. I hope we get to see some uh, Naughty Dog's one of those studios that I trust unconditionally. Whatever you want to do, see. like
0: I'll
1: uh, take it. But Jackie
2: I'm Doctor? probably
1: not going to play the Last of Us like multiplayer because I'm not a huge multiplayer fan. I prefer single player experiences. Ben. But Naughty Dog can't wait.
0: Factions is this is a uniquely special multiplayer experience that i think you should give a shot yes i've heard that it's really good like
2: even people that don't play multiplayer really enjoy it so i say ethan you and i will try this multiplayer game when it comes out We can do it on a game night yeah we'll do it on game night yeah can't wait taylor
1: what's your thoughts on this
2: taylor wants it to be jack and daxter Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't care. About I don't. <gasps> uh, you take that back. I never, don't I, don't care. I, never, I never, I
0: never played him. To be fair, so okay. <laughs> um, I don't know what they're working on. I, I have no clue. I just hope it's it's Bloodborne too, guys. Yeah, that's what it is.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Did you guys <laughs> no, see not. the stuff about Bloodborne Mobile this week?
0: Nope. Don't Mobile? talk about it. What
1: are you talking about? There's... Wait. Hold on.
2: There was like a list that you can look it up. I didn't add it to the news because it seemed silly, but there was like a listing for like Bloodborne Mobile and there was like screenshots and like Wario 64 had like screenshots from it and stuff. I don't know what it is. It can't be real. Wario 64 posted it. They've been wrong
1: know. before. That's so tone deaf, though. If they come out with a Bloodborne mobile, I would, I'll be mad for I you. Don't I don't, I don't I've know. I've even played Bloodborne, and I'll be mad for you. <laughs>
2: I love Bloodborne. Yeah. Oh, I love Bloodborne so much. Can yes. we get an Elden Ring version of Bloodborne?
0: No, I don't want
2: Please. that. Please. Oh, where you can just, like, it's open world city where you can just, like, go anywhere in the city.
0: Right. Just give me a Bloodborne 60 FPS, and then <laughs> we can retire the franchise. No. Never. Never. Some things are left alone, but anyway, (laughs) who wants to talk about London and and Sam? I don't know. Sam, Sam. does Sam live in London? I don't know. No, he does not. He has that Southern English. He lives in a city
2: that
1: I don't know how to pronounce. Accent. He has that proper Antipodean British accent.
0: Yeah, Oxfordshire, like kind of. Anyway, but but I can take the story. All right, thanks, Sam.
1: Tony's London studio is working on an online co-op combat game set in fantasy London. This title is being built specifically for the PlayStation 5 with London, London studio's in-house Soho engine. It is our most ambitious game to date, according to a studio head, Tara Saunders. Uh, quote, our overarching theme is about bringing fantastical and magical elements and intersecting that with familiar worlds. And you don't get much more familiar to us than London. London Studio is most well-known for using peripherals to their advantage, like the SingStar microphone or the PSVR, a, quote, normal, end quote, game without any major accessory emphasis is new for them. This comes courtesy of Andy Robinson over at Video Games Chronicle. So, guys, uh, what do we think about London Studios, (sighs) Okay, well...
2: First of all, I don't know if you, like, like if you click on the link, Ethan, I don't know if you saw it. I know that Taylor and I both saw it. But if you click on it, there is, like, the visuals for this game that they've released so far look magical. I know it says it's, like, fantasy. But I mean magical in, like, more of, like, the, like, feeling sense. Like, this looks so cool. I'm Mm -hmm. very, 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 very interested in this. I don't want to let myself get too overhyped on it. But if, like, they even deliver on, like, half of what this visual shows, like i'm here that's some pretty
1: cool concept art
2: yeah can you imagine like what if it's like a like a pve like kind of thing where you're like fighting magic you're fighting dragons in london or something like that well Uh.
1: i i I feel like this is one of those projects that sony's been talking about that they're gonna have what is it 10 live service games up um online co-op combat game i'm thinking like a battle royale of some sort you know, dropping into mm, London with dragon. I really hope this isn't a battle and, royale
2: because we've gotten one magic battle royale so far and it has not done well. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm saying it has not done well. So I think that that yeah. would be a huge mistake for Sony to kind of invest in that when historically well, it's not done well. If
1: you're going to ask me, it's a huge mistake to invest in live service games like that. I say stay to stick the course with single player <laughs> but I understand there's a market for this and people love it. And I, and I do play live service games. I play plenty of Fortnite. There are games that hit with me and I do play, um, But just right off the bat, I don't get excited when I hear fully online co-op. That's, yeah. that's not me. I really do have to be persuaded to get into the world. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Fortnite. It took me years to get into it. And finally, once I had people tell me, you got it try it out with me and then i was like okay i'm hooked i really do like this um but this doesn't get me like excited right off the bat it looks cool the visuals look cool that concept art looks really cool i'm interested to see what it is um and i'm interested to see a live service game specific to playstation i can't think of any live services that are like playstation exclusive right now do you guys know of any
0: everything's third party
2: Mm, the last of us one had that (laughs) Destiny, it's not live service be, but like no, it was like you're, for you're destiny
0: originally. I don't know. Um can't really think the last one that's it live service. I I, I don't
2: really think, think that think they've one. got they they either don't have one or it's not memorable enough for us to yeah. pick up on it right, right. now. Yeah. Um but I don't Sony know, shows I,
0: I'm De- Yeah, Sony Shares the revenue from Destiny 2, which is indirectly mm-hmm. a live service title on their plate, mm-hmm. and that's a huge that's like the live service standard at this point in the industry. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Sorry, Brianna. Yeah. You
2: no, no, no. I was just saying like, either way, I think I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm very optimistic about this. I'm also mm-hmm. not somebody I don't really, it's only within the past, maybe five or six years that I've really gotten into like multiplayer games like this. Um And fantasy setting seems to be what hooks me the most. Um So like, league of legends is like a fantasy setting um for the most part i understand there's like not fully fantasy setting but league of legends is one um final fantasy 14 is one um those are like the main games that i play online and it seems to be like that's like the common thread for me is that like some sort of magic system or fantasy setting system is what gets me and this sounds like it's right up my alley in terms of like it's not like a first person shooter
1: <laughs> yeah
2: so i it's got my interest. I think we're a very long ways away from even seeing this game. We might see a preview of it next year, maybe. But I don't think we'll see this until 2024 or yeah.
1: And And so. also a quick observation, looking at the concept art, it looks like a lot of the characters in this have different abilities and powers, maybe different movesets. I'm wondering if this could also be a hero shooter or not, maybe not shooter, you know, but I'm saying like yeah. a hero-based combat game where it's 6v6 or something like an Overwatch. It might not be specifically shooter. You might have powers and magic and mounts to ride and everything like that, but it looks like yeah. different characters have different abilities and all that, so that's an interesting thing. Uh, Taylor, what do you think about all this?
0: Yeah, I'm... Uh, I don't really... Sorry, guys. I don't really care about, that's about okay. this game. Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, you... Bree and her cohort can have fun with this game. And I like that you guys are excited, but I don't think it's for me.
2: Guess we'll see what happens. Maybe Taylor, this will be the next game you're addicted to.
0: You know, I say it only multiplayer, but like Smash Ultimate Guys is like my evergreen game, and that's obviously multiplayer. So it's it's weird. Like Smash is a the biggest exception of all time. Like it's, it's always this Nintendo game. Like Smash, Mario Kart, the multiplayer games I gravitate towards and like Fall Guys, yeah. but it's like most online live servicey stuff i eh, kind of like ethan on towards so yeah it's a good rule of thumb for me but it looks sounds cool looks cool the art like Bree said concept art for the game looks interesting so mm-hmm. uh it'll be cool to see it pan out and i hope people who are looking forward to this game get a good product so yeah. You know.
2: i agree i hope i i don't know for the sake of sony as well because like and for the devs as well It's like they're they're like really investing in this stuff so like i really hope it works out for them not that they like wouldn't be okay without it but i just hope it works out for them sorry Luna's being really a a punk right now so (laughs) um okay let's jump in the next story if that's okay taylor oh yeah
1: okay
2: um, the Callista Protocol has been completely cancelled in Japan, following a dispute between the developer, Striking Distance Studios, and the Japanese rating board. Um, Striking Distance announced via Twitter that the current version of the game cannot pass. Um, the Japan Computer Entertainment Rating Organization, or CERO, I don't know how to pronounce it besides that, C-E-R-O, I'm going to just say CERO, um, in its current form and altering the game would remove from its vision. Neither company has explained what about the game specifically was an issue, but both companies are at a complete standstill at this point. Um, In the tweet, Striking Distance said, um, quote, the Callisto Protocol's Japanese version has been discontinued. At present, it cannot pass the zero rating, end quote. They add that changing the game will, quote, not provide the uh experience players expect um so this is kind of a true two-pronged story so i wanted to i don't know if you guys want to stop and discuss here and then jump to the next part or if you want to go through the whole story first i mean just
1: real quickly i guess obviously i feel bad for all the people in japan who are looking forward to this game this game so they
2: can still get it it's just that they have to import it right
1: yeah, they have to import it. But I, I do appreciate developers taking a stand and saying this is our creative vision. We're not gonna change for anybody or any government or any regulating body. Um I really do appreciate developers who do that. So good good on them, good on striking distance.
2: Absolutely agree with that. I think that isn't okay. My real question is isn't striking distance a Japanese company? Or am I not I remembering that correctly? I
0: believe so. No, they're Western devs. Oh, they're, yeah. they're a lot of the development team for Calisa protocol were ex developers of dead space, yeah. Oh, the main okay. direct cool.
1: game director is the creator of dead space,
2: okay, okay. cool. And yeah um, I was, was gonna here. say it would be crazy if they were Japanese developers and they're like not publishing in their own country.
1: <laughs> yeah, that uh, would yeah. be
2: crazy. um, yeah. but yeah, I think this is like like really good on them for like making a stand and being like, hey, like we're not we're not doing this. Like this is we're like we're not going to destroy the game because i i think if they had like started putting resources towards this even if they had delayed just the japanese release i almost wonder Mm. if like they would have had to release the game later period like i wonder if this would have like completely just delayed the game trying to fix this because
1: this whole game from what we've seen is extremely violent extremely gory i'm i'm Just assuming that that was the issue with the rating agency was how much violence was in this and the fact that the violence is probably going to be consistent throughout the entire game, they would have had to overhaul a lot of the gameplay in order to meet those requirements. That's a lot of work to do
2: see but uh, this is this is why i'm specifically interested to hear what the reasoning was because violent games are allowed in japan they don't have like censorship as far as like right like i'm sure that there is limits but i'm curious like what the line was that, like it's like mm-hmm. hey at this point the game is now too violent or is there something else that's like an unknown factor that we don't know about maybe i don't know i'm very interested to know like what that line was that they're like no we're not we're not allowing this game to be published
0: yeah. So I don't really have anything to add for Japan. You guys. You guys hit it. But okay. we have more.
2: Yes, we have more. Okay. So I just, this, so this is a story kind of from back in September, but it like recently, we didn't cover it really. Um, but there was like a new recent development. So I thought it would be a good time to touch on it. Um, so, Calista Protocol director tweeted back in September that he was proud of his team working, quote, six to seven days a week, end quote, and after hours in order to finish the game. Um, in a new interview with Inverse, Schofield said, which is the director, um, quote, the truth is I messed up. We're a smallish team and we were so good about it through the ent- entire development, but at the end I messed up and we worked more than we should have. That one got away from us, end quote. The director says the backlash following his September tweet was educational and he hopes that it will serve as a catalyst for overall change. He promises that crunch is, quote, not a thing that happens in our next project or any future project, end quote. Um, I think this is interesting for multiple reasons. One, I understand what he was doing and saying like, hey, I'm really proud of my team for putting in so much hard work. I think he just wanted to, I don't think he was thinking of it in terms of like, they shouldn't have to work this hard. I think he was thinking of it in terms of like, I'm just really proud of the work that we've done kind of thing. Um, Not to like give him a pass on Crunch because Crunch isn't good. But I think that he wasn't thinking of it in that way. And uh, so the other part is, is that like, I really i guess we'll see whether like the studio follows through with this or not like are they gonna quote-unquote mess up again on the next game or is this something where they'll just they would just push the date back or like what i guess right. we'll see crunch yeah. is bad don't do it. It,
1: it it's hard to criticize because like like you said this is a very small and passionate team so it very well could be that these guys they wanted to work on this as much as as hard as they could to give people a good product and as long as they were compensated for their time well and you know the game is good because of it that's obviously a good thing and i do think that initial tweet was i'm so proud of my team for putting in this work because he's not he was also working like i think people need to realize that just because he's the boss and he's the game director doesn't mean he's just game back and,
2: absolutely work. and
1: going home early every day and it, like he's probably there seven days a week normally <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) You know, even when his employees aren't doing crunch time. Uh, But yeah, crunch is obviously not a good thing for the industry. Um, I don't think it it definitely shouldn't be the norm. There is a time and place to work harder on things in life, like obviously. But um, I, I do really appreciate his comments coming back and saying, hey, yeah, I'm proud of my team but I messed up. He said, I messed up. That's not something we see a lot in industry and business anymore. When people mm-hmm. take responsibility, especially at leadership levels, he, he said, I messed up. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it doesn't happen, but you can't come out and say that we're never going to work six or seven days a week on another project. Again, there's, there is times and places where you got to buckle down and work, but yeah. to, to show his mentality is I'm going to do what I can to make sure that doesn't happen again. I think that's a positive thing
2: yeah i think the thing is is like with crunch i think there's like like there's a time and place that it can happen because if when you're working in the games industry f- for the most part i think you're pretty passionate about what you're working on right and so it's I don't not think easy it's like to a become a game
1: developer like it's, you gotta really love it
2: not easy and it, it doesn't pay
1: that easy. great either
2: <laughs> it's not a terrible paying job depending on what you're doing but it's, yeah. it's not the best either yeah um but i think that like allowing your team to have that passion is okay but I think it's like when you get into like you're required if you want to keep your job to work harder. Right. That's yeah. when it gets kind of nasty.
1: You see the big businesses like Activision or Ubisoft saying you're required to work these hours. But, this but they small don't say team, you're it's required.
2: Like, it's like
0: you're right, not it's required, implied.
2: but read in between the lines. If
0: you're exactly. if you're a salary, if you're what's called an exempt employee, exempt from overtime. That doesn't from overtime pay. That doesn't mean you're not working over 40 hours a week. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could go that could go for any salary job. Um, But I think here, like his tweet, his original tweet came from a point of pride. I think that, you know, you right, you're not only your work, when your work is creative in nature, it's probably difficult to make it, to compartmentalize it as impersonal when it really is personal. When it's something you're making and you have that stake in it, that personal investment that you want to see it do well. And you view that so six to seven days those after hours as a source of pride that we're working hard on our game the product i want to give you when and you know i think and when in obviously reality you don't want to be doing that all the time and i make the argument that crunch is uh, in terms of like you know what is the colloquial definition of crunching video games development i think it's the repeated it's not only just after hours um work work on a product in excess of 40 hours a week it's that in repeated events close in time to one another, constant constant working past the 40 hour mark and that's where it turns from spending extra time on a project because for one or two weeks because you have to there's a big deadline to constant 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 um, burnout that's what that's what crunches in my opinion. It's that sustained mm-hmm. overworking overtime yeah. so. And I think in any I- yeah and anything in any job you're gonna have most jobs you're gonna have some point where or I should say most salary jobs you're gonna have a point where you know there's a day or maybe a week where there's just something really important you have to get out and you work extra and that's and that's how it is to to meet your goals as an employee and as a company but to mm-hmm. do it over and over and over again that's where I think yeah. crunch comes in and obviously we want to avoid that but other than that, just if it's on a day or maybe an isolated week maybe once a year or something that's Mm -hmm. i think just part of being a working individual maybe that's a hot take to some listeners but i think that i'm not saying this has an anti-working rights statement or anything like that it's just sometimes work is unpredictable and what the demands Mm -hmm. of you are in a given moment and you have to address those demands at that moment but just if it's just not for a long period of time right yeah yeah
2: yeah. I think that the other thing is, is that I think, I don't want to say it like for all jobs, but I think for creative jobs like this, I think it's okay to not have that like exempt rule where you're not getting paid for overtime. Cause I think if you mm-hmm. are working like that, yeah. like you should absolutely be oh, compensated. I, I, I
0: think you should. It's just most salary jobs, regardless of what your actual work is are overtime. It's the except. same. Thing. Some yeah. workplaces will do what's called compensation time, where you say I worked like twelve hours yesterday and then you ask your manager and there's like, Oh yeah, okay, take a half day tomorrow or something yeah. like that. Even if they aren't mm-hmm. paying you over time, you will at least get extra days off or extra time off accordingly mm-hmm. because of yeah, because of the access beforehand.
2: Yeah. And I think that stuff like that is like absolutely like the the answer. I don't know. I think I think we're going to keep having this conversation over and over again. Cause I don't think that this is going to be fixed soon. Um, but it's good to see. Like we had that that one dev, I can't remember their name right now, that just recently formed the new studio where they were like specifically like we're going to make sure that our employees are treated oh, fairly. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we also have like stuff like this where it's like I see the the issue and we're going to work towards like making it better. Um, and so I think that we're going to see this start to get better. At least I hope because people have like yelled about this enough that I think that now we can start yeah. seeing things change. Um, and I also think that there's, like, a different mentality for people, like, our age working now, like, mm-hmm. where it's, like, I don't want to kill myself for my job. Um, yeah,
1: it's work smarter, not harder. There's yep. no reason to stay at work extra hours if you're not getting anything done. You, you just mm-hmm. have to be smart about how you work.
2: Yep. At my job, I one of the things I like about my job, I don't, I don't love my job that I work normal hours in. But um, one of the things I do enjoy about it is, like, when I clock out, I'm done. Like, I'm out. Like, like five 30 yeah, hits nice. and I'm, and I'm out. Like, I'm like, you guys, like, unless they specifically ask me, if somebody asks me like, Hey, Brianna, do you mind working? Cause I'm hourly. Cause they'd pay me more. Um, then like, you know, I would help, but otherwise I'm, I'm out. Like, I don't care if I still have work to do. Like I'm gone. Like if you want me to stay, you can ask me. So <sighs> hopefully we can keep that energy. Pay me. I'm worth the time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No complaints. All right. Well, moving on. CD Projekt Red announced a new remake. What do I, I mean? New remake? Of course, it's new. A remake of The <laughs> Witcher in an Unreal Engine Five. CD Projekt Red is remaking The Witcher, the first Witcher game, and to be specific, quote, "The Witcher is where it all started for us." um for cd project red it was the first game we made ever and it was a big moment for us going back to this place and remaking the game for the next generation of gamers to experience it feels just as big if not bigger end quote and that was from the cdpr studio head adam badowski and also i like that
2: last name (laughs) sorry that last name really got me
0: (laughs) oh yeah polish (laughs) yeah for sure very good the witcher (laughs) so the witcher one was originally a pc and mac only title and released in late 2007 and never came to consoles so guys if there's a remake to make to create it's one that increases Mm -hmm. the amount of people who have let me back up if there's a remake to be created it's definitely one on a game that never came to consoles right there's so Mm -hmm. many people who probably would have loved to play the witcher one in 2007 then have access to a decent pc Mm-hmm. And, or I guess Mac. Mm. Um, <laughs> so now they now they get the chance, and everyone knew. So I think it's a win win. Um, something interesting is I, Ethan. You probably talked about this on X Talk. Is they're making mm-hmm. an Unreal Five and not the Red Engine. Yeah, Red Engine was CDPR's proprietary in-house engine. So I think Unreal Five might hopefully help streamline the development process more. And I think they're moving towards Unreal Five for the future indefinitely.
1: Yeah, I think after Cyberpunk 2077, they realized it's Mm -hmm. probably time to get with the industry standard. But I'm really excited for this. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. a huge fan of The Witcher 3. Um, i played hundreds and hundreds of hours of The Witcher 3. I went back and tried Witcher 2. It felt a little dated for me, but that's probably because I was so spoiled by Witcher 3. And I got so used to that gameplay type that I just couldn't really... uh, gel with the witcher 2's gameplay style um so i'm really excited to see this the witcher 1 is not a game i've ever experienced i would love to dive into that world and try try and actually see the backstory for what happened before witcher 3 and all that um and in unreal 5 a modern experience it's going to be really exciting i'm assuming the combat in it is going to be similar to the witcher 3 or at least expanded um so i'm really excited to see what they do with this um this is probably the most exciting thing coming out of cd project red for me that we know of obviously they came out i want to say a couple of weeks ago and and touted all these different projects that they're working on related to the witcher and cyberpunk um but this one for me um in terms of the ones that we have were that are revealed right now i'm really really excited about this because this is not a game i was ever able to experience but it's part of a game series that i really really love so i'll i'll, I'll definitely be jumping into this day one once it's released
2: I have n- never played The Witcher 3 and it's okay. it's a point of shame for me no Um shame. because no no I know you All guys right. don't care but the thing is is my my writing mentor the person that basically got me through college mm. like she her favorite game is The Witcher 3 Um, mm. and if she knew I still hadn't played it <laughs> she'd probably be really oh, mad.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: So I should absolutely play this game. Um, But I'm very excited to play the first Witcher. I really I think one of my biggest problems with playing Witcher 3, and I know that they're not chronological um, necessarily, but I hate playing games out of order, like with a fiery passion Mm -hmm. that like from the depths of my soul, I hate it. So playing The Witcher 3 when I couldn't play one or two, like realistically, um, was like nails on a chalkboard for me. So, I'm hoping maybe they'll do two and then maybe they'll remake three. Huh?
0: Huh? I don't know if they need a <laughs> remake. No, they for won't. Three. They <laughs> like, will. Yeah. already getting an extra update. Like, Witcher 3 is already getting an extra update from CDPR. Not going to happen.
1: Three yeah. has aged like fine wine. It is still an incredible game right. to jump in into. Isn't,
0: isn't Blood and the Wine teams. expansion. Blood <laughs> and Wine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. I also um,
2: want to read those books. There's a lot of them now. The author yeah. seems like a really cool guy as well.
0: Yeah. Are they still being written or are they over with?
2: pretty sure they're still being written i could be wrong but okay. cool. i think he was also working on some other project anyways i'm not going to get into it there was another project that was happening
0: mm-hmm. but it's... nice
2: i will be playing this theoretically
0: okay <laughs> all right you your turn
1: oh my turn let's see here all right Discord integration for PlayStation 5 is set to arrive in March of 2023. Full Discord integration, allowing integrated voice chat, was reported to be coming on March 8, 2023, according to the industry and decider Tom Henderson. Uh, He says Discord should be coming with the 7.0 firmware update. This firmware is set to release on March 8th. According to a recent Discord mobile screenshot, Discord voice chat on PlayStation is only available on the PlayStation 5. The screenshot also prompts Reconnect PlayStation, similar to the current Xbox Insider Discord chat implementation. Xbox's current implementation requires phone use to set up Discord voice chats for direct calls, but Xbox lets users launch server voice channel chats without the use of a phone. This comes courtesy of Sache Saxena, I I don't know if I said that name right, at IGN, um, Liv Nagan at Eurogamer, and Matt Wales at Eurogamer. I think it's Uh, non- not yeah i know the the Vietnamese the vietnamese names always trip me up but non um but yeah really cool um i love to see more integration of third-party chat features in these consoles so that all players can talk to each other i want to see more of that i love cross play i love anything that kind of connects these communities because of the toxicity of the console wars and the pc Mm -hmm. gamers are better than the console guy i just want to see us as gamers come together (laughs) but look at me I'm i'm an xbox enthusiast on a PlayStation. PlayStation show and i love talking about playstation this mm-hmm. should be the norm um mm-hmm. gaming is fun for everybody i don't care what platform you play on so to be able to mm-hmm. talk to each other through discord it's good to see uh i wish playstation had done it sooner um, yep. but it's good that it's happening now so we should be happy about that that's
2: honestly my real question is is like why did this discord integration take so long not only on playstation but on xbox it's But on not like, everything yeah like everything like why is this taking so long and i and i mean this like very politely like i just want to know where this is coming from because this should have like realistically this technology is not like, a wild technology that couldn't right. have been integrated, like, five years ago, if not yeah. more. Like, what is going on?
1: <laughs> and it's not like Sony or Microsoft monetize their chat features to where they want right. to keep you in their, you know, proprietary chat rooms. Like, it, it really doesn't affect the companies if they just mm-hmm. allow gamers to talk to each other even if we're not playing the same game i would love if brianna was playing on uh her playstation 5 on discord and i could talk to her while i was playing a game on xbox mm-hmm. or something yeah, like that we could just absolutely. chat while gaming
0: that's a great yeah. thing
2: absolutely i think pc
0: players have had that privilege for years mm-hmm. exactly yeah
2: it's one of my favorite things like i used to like when elden ring released that's all i was doing is i i was talking to my friend who was playing Elden ring and we were playing like because i just yeah, like that's what i did the <laughs> whole week off for him, Elden yeah. ring and i just like was playing for probably like 12 14 hours a day mm-hmm. and just like we just sat on the call and half the time we weren't even talking
1: yeah and you're talking about like oh what boss are you fighting oh you got to um, dodge him here but you know giving each yeah. other tips while you're playing what area are you in i mean i love that about gaming even if mm-hmm. it's not a multiplayer game just hang out with each other it's talk the to best each other experience
2: it. It's a really great connecting with people in that way, especially like coming out of like like the pandemic and stuff. Oh yeah,
0: like, yeah. This
2: this was this is well overdue. I'm glad that it's coming. I'm not poo pooing on it coming. I'm
0: mm-hmm.
2: I, I'm just frustrated that it took so long, <laughs> and I have a feeling that it was from the companies, not from Discord, because Discord knew oh, how Discord to Oh, Discord of course this. wants
1: to do it. Like they're like, yeah. yeah, let's get get on everything.
2: The other thing is that I think is interesting is is that like we know this isn't going to come to Nintendo. This will never Absolutely touch Nintendo. Nintendo's no. on
0: another planet. Yeah. I they're know, the best isn't that crazy? they're the market leader in the video game industry. They're <laughs> going to do their thing and they're going to make money. So, yeah, the there's not is, an, is, like, even Nintendo an internal doesn't... chat feature in Nintendo. Well, they're... It's
2: because of the kids, you have to use like your they... mobile
0: phone. Oh. There is an internal switch using the NSO mobile app mm-hmm. on Splatoon and Smash. It's really oh. bad.
2: Yeah. So the thing is, is like, I think like the idea behind that is that they're like, because there's so many kids on Nintendo platforms oh, that they kids. just don't want, like, they just don't want adults interacting with kids um Fair in enough. any capacity. um So that's why chats are very limited. Like, you can only say certain things. yeah So it's, I just think it's funny that we're like, it's never like, oh, when is this going to come to Nintendo? It's like, this will never go to
1: no. Nintendo.
2: I yeah, <laughs> just no. think it's interesting.
1: And there's not many games you would even be able to cross play between. I don't even think there is any. If I can, I can't think of one.
2: I think probably Fortnite.
1: Fortnite. Okay. Yeah. Fortnite. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: So, Yep. Cool stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. But you have some Hideo Kojima news. <laughs> so Kojima says one of his new games. Wait. What happened, Bree? What? Look, can
2: you see Luna? She's acting all crazy.
1: Luna's just exploring. What? I just saw just, her on your the little cat tree earlier. Yeah, loud, like she.
2: Five seconds she ago. She's like, clawing
0: your velvet bed frame.
2: Yeah, she is. I know. <laughs> she like she flopped and then she was like.
0: You're, and you're not mad that it. there are claw marks now. There. No,
2: I tried getting mad, and she just looks at me like I'm stupid. I even yeah. tried like I tried the spray <laughs> bottle, and her fur is so thick that she just like licks it. She's just like.
0: Yeah, wow, my cat the water. Great, went crazy <laughs> when I used a spray bottle when she was still alive. She would, <laughs> she would run the hell away.
2: Yeah, that's how I, all I had to do. So for the other cat my ex-boyfriend had, I just shake water like I didn't even have to spray it. Like I would shake yeah. a water bottle and he knew like I have to knock it off. <laughs> wow, he was funny. the naughtiest cat. He didn't – he wasn't ever doing anything. He just knew how to bug people. He used to lick plastic bags to get attention because he what? knew it would bother me. <laughs> so he would hold the plastic bag with his claws and like –
0: That's a choking hazard.
2: Ooh! It would drive me crazy. And then we would try to get the bag
1: why do we say that these cats are smart? <laughs> Licking plastic bags. Out because
2: here. he is smart. He did it for attention because he would That's only strange. do it when he wanted food or he wanted pets or he wanted this. <laughs> like, like, or he wanted treats or whatever. Like, he knew that it would drive me crazy.
1: <laughs> That's so cute. And his
2: dad would, he would say, oh, yeah, good job, Chai. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Ah, I I missed that. Silly cat. But man, cats are funny. Anyway, sorry. You can go with the story. It's just Luna was acting crazy and I couldn't miss the opportunity. That's
0: good. <laughs> so Kojima says one of his new games is, quote, almost like a new medium. And I think he's... Ref- you referring to the game medium of this quote or i, no, think, he's I think referring it's a to medium, medium as in like a medium of yeah. expression or creative expression yeah I think a new medium I of creative for. expression that's, that's not
2: movie too. or video game All
0: right speaking to the guardian kojima didn't share anything specific about his new games but said in broader terms that one of them is almost an unprecedented endeavor and that he's been waiting for the technology to be available to make it quote it's almost like a new medium if this succeeds it will turn things around not just in the game industry but in the movie industry as well, end quote. It's a completely new game that no one has ever experienced or seen before. Bold to say, no one has ever experienced or seen a new game before. Side note. By definition, no one's experienced or seen a new game. Anyway, (laughs) I've waited very long for the day when I can finally start to create it. End quote. In the interview, Kajima also said that he'd perhaps have more commercial success if he wasn't the first person to create new things. As he This guy really thinks a lot of himself. (laughs) Yeah, he does. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As usually the second or third person to attempt something is the one who can make it work in an everyday setting. Quote for the first person. Everything is hard, but I want to be the first. I want to keep being the first. So Kojima wants to be the next. uh, Explorer. Next, Mm -hmm. like, sea Explorer video games. But it is likely that Kojima is working on the Death Stranding sequel. Um, right per slipper from Norman, Norman Reedus and the funny fetus that, that we covered a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. the posters and such that have recently been unveiled at events Kojima's been going to but I think the game Kojima's talking about here is not Death Stranding 2 but he's also working yeah. on Death Stranding 2 as well like these are simultaneous projects in my opinion yeah
2: mm, interesting okay what do you guys think I would agree that this is probably not Death Stranding too. I think that Death Stranding will be more of Death Stranding. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they'll change things, obviously, because it's, like, a different game. But I think that it'll be a very similar experience. And I don't see it, like, being, sh- like, a world-shifting event. Um, okay, just to, like, kind of... I'm just going to get on the hype train for a second. I understand that this is, like, very, like he's just talking he's like very full of himself which is totally okay like it's a good thing to be confident in yourself that's totally fine i'm not not poo-pooing on him for that it's just like this this the realistic for this to realistically happen a lot of stuff has to happen right like this isn't probably like real like in terms of like we've probably experienced something similar it won't be as crazy as he's describing it but ignoring all that and getting on like this freaking hype hype train like one like if he really like, succeeds in like his like vision of like making this like the next thing how crazy would that be how cool would that be and I, I just think that's so exciting and the other thing i put in like little parentheses here because like kojima like if you see him he reminds me i put in parentheses sao of online um <laughs> and I cuz Sword Art Online was supposed to be like in, in the show it's basically like where you get locked in this VR world where it's like a full immersion technology mm-hmm. and we're not there like in terms of technology yet we're getting there but I, we're not in like a full immersion yeah <laughs> but like I I just was like cuz he kind of looks like that villain right like like not like that character is in like the person that's in Sword Art Online but he looks like he could be that person where he's yeah. like I have now locked all of these people in the video game world <laughs> so i just i'm very much on the hype train for this and i'm like yeah get it get it
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i'm probably much less excited about this he's talking about how it's going to be something that will change the game industry and the movie industry so the first thing i can think of is like it's going to be some sort of combo movie video game where your actions change which has been done multiple times and it's never really that good nobody really cares about it um i i don't know i'm not hideo kojima I'm not coming up with these insane ideas. Uh, He could come out with something that's going to be completely unique novel, something that I've never even thought of in a million years. Um, Who who the hell knows at this point, but uh, uh, there's a lot of these projects where, whether it be a director or an artist that say oh I'm going to change the the game with this and then it comes out like a wet fart uh, because it's so it's so artsy fartsy and everyone's like this is just kind of sucks like I just want a video game <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying like good for him I, I he wants to flex his creative expression muscles I mean he's that type of guy he's made some of the greatest video game experiences in history he's trying to move more into film which I'm really excited about because he's such a great storyteller and he creates some amazing worlds um i trust what hideo kojima does but this specific project probably not the thing that's going to excite me obviously if i see more well, we'll i could change my mind but yeah, yeah like you guys said i don't think this is death stranding too i don't think this is the xbox project he's working on that's going to leverage cloud this gaming like a third one. there's like a third one i forget it was like projects it wasn't like pro- there was like a code name for it i, I can't remember project if you guys xbot Project X bot yeah but I, <laughs> I I have no idea what this is and uh, I'm I, sure it's years away from years away from absolutely. us even seeing what the hell's going on here
2: absolutely I think the thing that like makes me most like like I I, I don't want to say that because because the thing is is like Kojima like has very much like shifted the games industry right like you can yeah. very it's very like it's not like a stretch to say the games that he's released even like for example like the PT trailer thing like mm-hmm. like that shifted the horror industry and we're still it was seeing a demo like a it was a demo of you a game i play,
0: mean teaser, playable teaser yeah playable teaser <laughs> okay
2: that's why i said thing because i couldn't remember what it's called yeah. playable <laughs> teaser sorry
0: for- <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy who corrects people i'm sorry no, you're,
2: no you can correct me i that's why i was that's why i said thing is so somebody would yeah. correct me oh yeah and,
0: and it got you <laughs> de- from the playstation store like people tried so hard to preserve pt there have been pc there have been unofficial PC remakes of PT
2: because mm-hmm. Konami mm-hmm. delisted
0: it. Like,
2: Yep, and it was, like, what, a 10-minute experience? Maybe 15-minute no. experience? Well,
0: maybe to, like, solve it, but it was really, like, a horror puzzle that took people on the order of hours to, like, to crack it, so to speak. Yeah. Like, ah, if you weren't okay. using a guide, it would take you probably several hours to figure out how to beat it.
2: Yeah, so but basically, but this, but, like, what I'm saying is, is that, like, it's not as like, him, like, I feel like for anybody to make this claim of saying like I I'm going to shift both mediums, I feel like he's probably the person I trust the most. Not that I think he actually will do it, but I think he's like in terms of like people I trust to do that. The, in the way that he's shifted the video games industry, because he's shifted the horror industry completely for video mm-hmm. games, and I have not played like Metal Gear, but I assume that that he's has had ripple effect. Gaming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's not that crazy for me. To no. say like he could have some crazy idea because he's saying he's he's had this idea for a long time and he's just been waiting for technology to catch up. Right. Yeah. So maybe.
0: Maybe. I, I don't I'm not that
2: That's why I said I'm on the hype train.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I am not taking this to the moon. I'm interested to see what he does. Um
2: somebody's gotta be on the hype train.
0: Yeah. I haven't played Metal Gear besides Metal Gear Solid Five. So I, I don't know or any Kojima title besides that and a little bit of Death Stranding. So it's like, I don't have that much stake in the conversation, but it ends up being very cash money. That's more good I games. Think...
2: I need to turn my PlayStation 4 back on. I think I might have PT downloaded still.
0: I mean, you can but, sell that so it PS4 it got... for money. <laughs> yeah, so it came out in 2014, I think, and then it got delisted sometime after that.
2: I So I know I downloaded it for sure. It's a question of whether I still have Did it Did
0: you delete it? Because if you delete it, you cannot redownload it.
2: No, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I know you can't re-download it, but I'm saying I don't remember if I deleted it. So I yeah, so we can
0: play that for me. a spooky stream night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, sweet.
2: I love the Kojima stuff. This is like, I love getting into like this like crazy weird stuff. I don't know. It's, it's it's fun. It's yeah. fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. All right. So
2: my turn. Yeah. PlayStation Plus games for November. Woo. Uh, so, starting Tuesday, November 1st, which is the day this episode comes out to the public, um, two days from now for uh, Patreon supporters. Um, so, we're getting Neo2 slash Neo2 Remastered. Um, so, that's going to be respectively for the PS4 and PS5. Um, and then we have the Lego Harry Potter collection, which is the PS4 version. Um, and then Heavenly Bodies, uh, PS4, PS5. Um, so, this. In my opinion, is a fantastic set of three games. One, we know Neo is a great game. Um, I I actually have not heard too much about Neo two, besides that it's oh. just more Neo. And I heard, heard Neo heard two good. was
0: excellent. Um, yeah. I, I got Neo one in on PS Plus, so now I'll get Neo two on PS Plus, and I haven't played either of them. Yeah,
2: it's supposed to be a really great experience. So I, heard the I don't and then I think the Lego it. games are just always solid in general, and I've heard really good things about Heavenly Bodies. So this seems like a really solid month.
0: Sure, I'll take it. I think it looks just because the Neo Two is in there. I'm like thumbs up for me. You, Ethan, anything? Um, I, anything here? Strike your fancy.
1: Neo Two. I, I keep seeing stuff about Neo and keep hearing people talk about it. That's it's it's really Souls-like, good. So Soul's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely not a game I'm getting into now. We're too busy of a season playing games. Oh, but so it's so busy. Cool to, god cool War in like a, ten days, guys. Yeah, I'm not. playing Oh my Neo. god! <laughs> Actually,
0: it literally, is from the time of recording, God of War comes out <sighs> in ten days.
1: I can't believe it. It's, this is wild. Um, yep. Lego Harry Potter collection. I already have that for the Switch. I played it. It's pretty fun. Uh, solid little Lego game. I uh, love Harry Potter, so it was a good I, time. And I, I never heard of that, Heavenly Bodies. Too. So I'm oh, I've sure heard about. that
2: Heavenly Bodies is really good. It's more of like an indie story kind of experience oh, love from what indie I know. Games. But um Yeah, I would definitely check it out. Uh, it's like a space thing.
1: Ooh, Very cool.
2: Heavenly Bodies is in like space stuff. Not anyways yeah oh i'm checking I it out it's...
1: you're like this in the spacesuits and it's like co-op where you have to move your different limbs and grab things
0: yeah yeah that looks fun Ooh, it has a very positive rating on steam yes it yeah, does overwhelmingly really positive overall reviews nice
2: yeah good times right i i don't know i think this is a solid month i did not like last month
0: so maybe this would be a really good co-op game for us to play uh, oh yeah it
1: is co-op uh, and it, it would be rage inducing he's flailing around your arms trying to grab things oh,
2: i want time. to play genital jousting with somebody <laughs> so if anybody that's has jousting. that hit me up that's a game i'm putting on my serious face for a second because mm-hmm. i mean this very seriously this game has won multiple awards for best narrative and i'm not even pulling your leg
0: from where, from like what game awards? Like John, John, <laughs> Smith's official, no nope, official com.
2: awards. Yep, official awards. Hold on, let me pull it up.
1: Uh, I'm not, I'm not googling genital jousting. Um, <laughs> you uh, can do that.
2: <laughs> I am. Well, I've already played the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I can't remember who it is, but it was, it was, it was, it was like an actual game awards. It wasn't the game awards, but it was like, mm-hmm. it was like the next one. That's like.
1: It's like IGN does their own GameSpot does their own
2: uh, yeah, it was it no, it was like more it was it was a game awards people. It's like mm-hmm. the other game What is the, It's not The Game Awards, but there's another Game Awards that happens. And I There's can't one in remember. Europe. Independent Games Festival, I Independent think.
1: Independent Games Festival.
0: There's also I the Dice Game Awards. Yep, Dice. Spike TV does it, might their have been Game that Awards, as anymore, well. right? I remember yeah, that being Yeah, I don't a remember
2: but genuinely like i'm not messing with you that's the only reason i ended up getting this game is because they had like best narrative awards um Mm -hmm. and it's actually really interesting narrative that has nothing to do with what you think it does (laughs) but there is a multiplayer mode where you i'm not going to explain it because we'll we'll get in trouble here it's called genital
1: jousting folks
2: (laughs) it's not what you'd expect we just
0: abstain (laughs) Don't. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to talk about it. But if you have that game and you want to play it with me, please let me know because I want to play it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't
2: think we can stream it. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, moving into the next <laughs> section. We limitless. We talk about whatever we want.
2: Ooh. Oh, I've already talked about what I want to talk about.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm just, just maybe one prompt. Here's someone. Let's do an easy one. Uh. Where does your gamer tag? Where does your usernames come from on your platforms, mm. your games platforms?
1: Do you want to go first, Brianna?
2: Sure. Um, so my current one, I've had a couple of the, over the years, but the one that I've been running with—I mean, besides—so there's there's two that I currently use. So one you'll see on like all of my Twitter, Twitch, all of that stuff is Fabulist, Brianna. Um, the reason I use it is because Fabulist um, basically means like a storyteller. Um, which is like what I want that, or I guess I, I am technically published. So I am technically like a writer, but it's just more about like, like what I want in my life is just like, st- what I care about is like stories, telling stories and consuming stories. It's like, it's what I'm most passionate about. So that's where fabulous comes from. And I also think it sounds like fabulous, which I think is fun. So, cause I'm fabulous. So.
0: That's what I thought when I first <laughs> heard, it. I thought I was just a like, like the fabulous. most fabulous. fabulous. I I realized yeah. it was actually a word. <laughs>
2: It is actually a word and I spent Mm. a very long time finding that and I went through a lot of names um, trying to like kind of find what I wanted to go by Um, but something to do with storytelling was super important to me so I eventually stumbled upon that and it had like that kind of double meaning where it felt like it meant like the most fabulous person but also meant like storyteller so I was like this is perfect so that's where that comes from. The other one I go by um, is Ghost Leopard Um, that's going to be where you find me on Mm. most gamer stuff. Um, my favorite like animal besides like my cat um is like snow leopards. Um and in one of my favorite book series, it's called Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass. Um, one of the main characters there is a relation. I don't even want to spoil it because it's like it's like hella spoilers, but there is a relation for one of the characters to Ghost Leopards um and she's one of my favorite characters in the thing and i love snow leopards and that's what they call them in the world is ghost leopards which sounds Mm. really cool and i wanted to get rid of my old gamer tag because i felt like it was really weird um so yeah that's what i went with
0: nice how about you gravy 3448
1: uh the (laughs) xbox gravy was just random i don't even know but uh white sea deer um i think i've told this a couple times this story of how i made it um my wife, one of the things she calls me is her polar bear because I'm a large human that's also pasty white. Um, so she calls me her polar bear. And so when I was making my YouTube channel, I wanted to make a name for the channel. Um, and so I landed on white sea deer because I wanted to do another word for polar bear, but not just like polar bear gaming or something dumb like that. Um, so I looked up different how different languages say polar bear. Um, and I stumbled across a basically ancient Viking Like, Norse language, they used to call... I forget the exact word, but it translates roughly into English as white sea deer. Like, that's what they would call a polar bear. Um, So, thought it was pretty cool.
0: So, that's why I picked that.
2: That is super cool. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, I think I heard that on your With the GamerCast episode with Sean. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I guess it leaves me. So, my PSN is Mr. Carter9, and that came from... I think I told the story at least once before, but... So... When I got into basketball, basketball's a favorite sport. I got into it relatively late or later than most kids when they find a sport they fall in love with, maybe when I was 13, 14. And the first thing that got me into basketball was the slam dunk. All I wanted to watch was just dunking compilations. I got NBA 2K <laughs> and I just wanted I put the You gets a different meters for your success rate on different aspects of the gameplay and I set the dunk success meter on 100. Nice. So I would always slam it like that's all I wanted to look at and one of the first players that i saw um have some crazy dunks including jumping over a seven foot another seven foot player in the olympics and clearing him to dunk the basketball was a vince carter mm. so and he wore number nine in the olympics on that dunk so mr carter nine uh just i really enjoy basketball and seemed like a uh, fitting username. So mm. that's that's what that came from good stuff. I like that. Yep. So, yeah, with that said, thank you all so much for listening. And you can find us on youtubecom save the game media. And don't forget to check out our Discord, we'll talk about a ton of stuff there. If you want to hang out, links are in the description. Once again, help save my help raise money for extra life. And yeah, where can people find you, Ethan?
1: Uh, in the Discord,
0: White Sea Deer. Nice. How about you, Bree?
2: You can find me at Fabulous Brianna Most Places. That's or at least that's where I want you guys to be finding me. If you want to play games with me, come <laughs> hang out in the Discord and then I'll play games with you. Um, I do want to shout out the for Save the Game Media. We're gonna start doing gaming nights on Saturdays. Um, so if you want more information, you can find it in the Discord. Um, I don't think we've set necessarily a time yet, but um mm-hmm. Ethan and I plus random peeps will be playing games. So come hang out with us. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, I'll make it to one of those soon.
1: Starting tonight. Well, for everyone for Patreon watching this. For Patreon. if You're watching today. this right after we post it. We're starting tonight. <laughs>
0: yeah. Nice. And you can also find me on the Discord. Ethan and I both don't have Twitter.
2: Woo. Yeah. Woo.
0: So, yeah, until next time. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.